Liron Hirschkorn here, your host of the e-commerce mindset podcast. Uh, I think you're really going to enjoy this uh, episode as we sort of crack the code on editorial recommendations and how you can possibly get your products into uh, editorial recommendations. You'll hear this interview with uh, Daniel Kim of HBW Commerce as we talk about um, how you can potentially get your products uh, into the recommendations and what are the criteria that is needed in order to be able to get there. So enjoy this uh, interview. The podcast is sponsored by uh, my Amazon ads agency where we help you uh, manage your ads, run DSP, implement and grow your sales. And you can reach us at incrementumdigital.com or you can reach me, Liran, at incrementumdigital.com. And also, if you're looking for inventory financing uh, for your uh, e-commerce business, you can also email me as well. The uh, email's in the show notes. Enjoy this episode with Daniel Kim. Okay, so today with us on the show, we have Daniel Kim. Daniel Kim is a GM with HBW Commerce. Uh, HBW Commerce is a uh, a marketing startup that's helping uh, sellers navigate through uh, getting uh, uh, positions in uh, Amazon's editorial recommendations. We're going to talk about that. I'm excited to talk about it. Uh, Welcome to the show, Daniel. Hey, Lorana. Thanks for having me. Yeah, awesome. Um, so, you know, I think the word is getting out more, more and more. Um, but that that essentially there's there's a, there are methods to getting into the the editorial recommendations um, outside of just randomly getting selected. But before we dive into that, um, you know, to, maybe we could talk a little bit about sort of the evolution of you know, the Amazon page and, you know, why, why you think Amazon is giving so much space within the search results to these uh, editorial recommendations? Yeah, that's a, that's a great point to start off with. Um, and then this, the question you asked ties into the origins of the team. So mm-hmm. the origins really started, um, you know, both Ben Fall, he's the co-founder and I are um, West Point grads, Army vets. I met Ben when I interned at LinkedIn. And once Ben left LinkedIn, he started a company called bestreviews.com. And I joined him during the early days of Best Reviews where we were testing SEO, SEM across different e-com platforms. Um, so when we, when we were starting this and piloting this on Amazon, what we noticed was that um, Amazon users prior to editorial recommendations, they would go search the products on Amazon, check the prices, and then they would jump back out into a search engine to do re- research and also check other prices uh, outside Amazon. For when the editorial recommendations program was implemented, then uh, the difference was that the, the consumers would, it would be a stickier traffic, um, higher conversions um, and higher, just higher traffic on the Amazon uh, platform with the editorial recommendations embedded onto the search pages. So I would say that that was one of the biggest reasons why Amazon has implemented this and formalized this into a program. And it's, it's one of the fastest growing um, growth verticals that we see on Amazon. Yeah. So so essentially what would happen in the past was I would, you know, find a, you know, a Dyson uh, Cyclone Vacuum V10. And I want to go to, hey, what is Consumer Reports? 
you know, and let me go into Google or yep. what is right. Like, let me, let me, let me find reviews of this and this, uh, this and this product. Uh, and instead of that, now Amazon is trying to tell me, Hey, don't, don't get off the site because we have all the information you need right here. Um, and they're keeping the person on the site and obviously conversions, uh, improve when you keep somebody on the, uh, on the, on the website. So there's this, um, you know, a lot of these, um, editorial recommendations you see are by on-site associates program. Um, and associates program has been like the affiliate program. So are the publishers that are writing these articles, normally they would write these articles off Amazon and drive affiliate traffic. Are they getting affiliate sort of fees from Amazon, um, for conversions? Yeah, they, they normally have a rate card that they negotiate with Amazon on a periodic basis. Um, so it's, mm -hmm. it's, it, they're, what the publisher is trying to do is not only create content for their audience base to expand that content mode on different channels to include Amazon, um, mm -hmm. but they're also vying for share of voice uh, against the competitive keyword sets that they know that there will be a high traffic volume and, and um, higher transactions driven through that editorial content. Mm -hmm. And got it. And so, and so I, the way it works is like, you get into this program. So for the, for the publisher, the only place this content lives is with embedded within Amazon. It doesn't live on their site as well. Yeah, that'll depend on the publisher. Some publishers have created the content and is um, publishing that offsite. But currently we're noticing that most publishers are uh, very focused on customizing the content to be optimized for syndication across Amazon. Got it. And so, and so a publisher basically, okay, let's say a publisher searches for, you know, a keyword that gets, you know, a lot of, uh, a lot of traffic. Um, and, uh, let's say, you know, let's say, um, you know, they're, tar they're targeting, uh, you know, garlic press gets, gets a lot of traffic and they're submitting an article. Um, and they're submitting their recommendations, right? So they have, they have a few different recommendations with, with an article. Um, does Amazon rotate through different, um, different, uh, editorial recommendations on the same keyword until they find what's converting best or how does it work in terms of what's actually displayed? Because you mentioned there's, there's publishers sort of competing for these keywords. Yeah, that, that's a good question. Um, Amazon, so the program itself allows Amazon to invite third-party publishers to syndicate content. Um, Amazon does not control for which products the uh, publisher decides to feature. However, Amazon algorithm will um, dictate which articles will surface. And um, primarily, it is optimized for the articles that are providing the highest traffic and conversion volumes. That being said, on the publisher side now, um, what's happening is they will most likely, in most cases, they will go through a content evergreen cycle every three to six months. So if they notice that you know the, the articles that are being uh, moderated on Amazon uh, do not capture a high share of voice or, or is not driving um, good revenue, then it, it's in their best interest to update the content and also update the products that are being featured. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, one of the things I notice is that there's very recent, very recent dates, right. To the, yep. to the articles that are, um, that are showing up. So that means either the publisher refreshed it or, or there's a new, uh, or there's a new publisher that just got selected. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's the first uh, where the, the publisher updated the content and um, they, they mark it as updated on a specific date. Um, mm-hmm. There will be a lag actually from when the publisher up actually updates the content and when the editorial surfaces on Amazon because of the moderation period on Amazon's and once the publisher sends that content mm-hmm. to Amazon. Got it. Um, and, and then if another, how likely is it that another publisher will then be able to capture that keyword or or does it kind of stay stay at that point yeah so the other publishers vying for the same keywords um it's not a very linear process um so if the if if the publisher has domain authority um great content good keyword targeted against um the amazon search keywords and also are featuring the top asins or the products uh, that are driving the sales volume and um, have the have high BS bestseller ranking, then <laughs> then those those editorials will be most competitive and capture a higher um, a higher share of voice. Mm-hmm. Right, and so that and it's more likely to 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 stay in a sense. Correct. Meaning, as opposed to as opposed to Amazon selecting another publisher. Yeah, but yeah, that's so Amazon algorithm is is one big category and one big factor. Um, right. Then the other factor is how Amazon is matching the algorithm and content to the user as well. So on the flip side, um, Amazon will try to optimize for that conversion based on the user. So they're constantly A-B testing against user profiles, geos, IP addresses. Uh, and, and various other factors. Got it. Um, and and how many do you think publishers or do you know of like how, are in this on-site associates program? Yeah, I think there's um, there. It's getting close to the 200 number. Uh, it's mm-hmm. a, definitely an invite-only program, and and the publishers need a certain degree of domain authority with great content. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, so we do see this as Amazon's growing. I think the editorial presence and, and the, uh, the demographic of editorials are also diversifying as well. Yep. So, okay. So we have, we have these uh, editorial recommendations. It's good for Amazon. It's good for the consumer. Um, but, you know, now it's starting to take up a lot of space on, on the first page. It's um, sort of, taking up uh, a good amount of room. So it's pushing, you know, organic results further down along with, you know, sponsored ads on the page, video ads, like the, you know, sponsor brand headline, like so, so many different things. Um, you would think it would be, um, you think it would be amazing to be able to get into, uh, into those uh, editorial recommendations. Um, and sometimes, you know, publishers will, you know, pick a product, but um, other times publishers are getting sort of um, pitched with a particular product by, let's say, a marketing company like yours. Yeah. 
Um, essentially, like to your point, um, the sell with the sellers try to access the publishers directly, it may be very randomized. It may take months, if not years. Um, and also, they don't have a lot of visibility onto um, the data or the attribution data. Whereas, if we, given our network and our experience um, with from the digital publisher side and having our proprietary software partners and networks, uh, we accelerate that time frame to uh, currently four to six weeks. To be able to get into editorial recommendations. Correct. So once once we um, onboard a client, um, vet the ASIN and, and get the content syndicated to Amazon from sign up to getting the content live on Amazon, it takes about four to six weeks. Got it. So, um, so, so, you know, yeah, I've, I've heard, you know, sellers trying to reach out to a lot of these, uh, publications or authors, et cetera. But, um, I think for the most part, it's not necessarily effective, but you have relationships with a lot of these, uh, publishers. So you're able to go to them and say, Hey, uh, would you consider, would you consider this particular product for the article? It's, you know, it's, it's got, you know, a thousand reviews you know, X, Y, Z, whatever, uh, 4.5 stars, all, all this, uh, at top B, you know, BSR in the category. Um, we want you to consider writing about it. And is that pretty much the, like based, based on the relationships with the publishers, you have access to sort of, um, pitch them on the right, the right type of products. Are, are you also, yeah. helping, are you, are you helping develop the content? Um, no, not so much on the content to be honest. And, mm -hmm. and, what you summarized, I think that's how the journey started mm -hmm. uh, with with a handful of publishers. But now we're working with publishers at scale. We're, we're effectively working with about 50% of all the publishers um, syndicating mm -hmm. content. So, I mean, to be frank, I mean, we're, we're a small team of less than 10 people and we can't right. be cranking out, you know, hundreds of content pieces every day. Mm -hmm. um, so we do have a software partner that directly works with the publishers to um, that and, and directly working with the publishers, they're helping with content strategy, content direction, um, and overall execution of um, getting the content uh, sent to Amazon and moderated at scale. Where HBW falls into the process now is we help with keyword targeting, um, keyword intelligence and, and data attribution reporting and, and in this mix, we're also uh, pitching uh, to the software partner which brands would be a good fit um, so that the publishers have the highest chance of getting that share of voice on Amazon. So mm -hmm. we, we, we directly um, broker between the brands and to our software partners who are helping the publishers um, syndicate content. Got it. So... Um... So, so essentially you're, you're helping, you're helping the, the publisher through access to data that you have. Um, so for example, on a particular, you know, keyword, are you, um, you know, let's say uh, on a particular keyword, do you have access across the board to see what sales are like, um, what the attribution is, is like for um, the products that are in the current recommendations? Yeah, we have a pretty good, I mean, we may not have exact data, but we have a pretty good sense and direction of 
uh, based on historical data, what the GMV or gross merchandise value driven from these editorial campaigns are. So that is one, um, one piece of the puzzle that um, allows us to get targeting onto the keywords and categories. Got it. Um, so when a, when a brand comes to you, you say, okay, here's, they say, here's my product. And let, let's talk about that a little bit. Um, actually, before we go into sort of what's eligible and, and what, what's the right fit, um, is there also, um, is there influence around placement? So obviously, you know, like, um, you know, I'm looking up a, a product now and it's got top pick and then, you know, quietest operation, easiest to use, um, you know, one in the, the left, middle and right. And then it has some that are sort of off the page that you have to click the full article or, you know, mm -hmm. click a button. Those are probably going to get less conversions. Yep. Um, is there, is there opportunity to say, Hey, I want that you know, can you help me get that number, that number one spot? And, you know, um, is it, you know, is it possible, I guess, you're sort of able to take, to take uh, a brand's product and sort of get it replaced from a, from a different brand? Yeah, so this goes back to um, your initial question on how to qualify the mm -hmm. brands and ASINs. Yep. So as far as our brands requesting, and, and you know, let, let's be honest, all, all brands want that far left or top pick position, right? Um, yep. The way we qualify them are based on um, the ACE and BSR sales velocity, because it, it has to make sense, again, for the yeah. um, brands and, yeah, ACE is being sent to the publishers. Um, at the end of the day, so if, right. if they're generally, you're not, gonna, you're not gonna get a new a new product with ten reviews. Yeah, in, in there, exactly. Yeah, and we actually try that. Um, we did try that at at one point, and the the results were not meaningful in two ways. One, because the publisher is going to surface the top competitive products in that Next category, year. the mm -hmm. sales attribution just will not be meaningful. And then two, mm -hmm. because Amazon optimization is based, like they are optimizing for um, the articles that are driving the most traffic and revenue, that in, which includes how the, the ASINs are performing. So mm -hmm. if there's a, you know, a newly launched product in that mix, then that editorial piece will have a significantly decreased share of voice. Right. Right. So, so yeah, so that's not going to fly. So, you know, if I have, if I have a, a product um, where do I need to be in order to say, okay, this makes, this makes uh, sense to me? Yeah. Um, for the competitive categories, um, we generally have a pretty good success rate on getting that top position. If the ASIN is within the top 10% BSR um, on, on Amazon. Uh, for the second and third position, we we pitch products that are within the top 15, 20%. Mm -hmm. um, and anything beyond that, it's, it's pretty challenging. Um, the other qualifier right now that, that we're seeing that Amazon is no longer rendering editorials against keywords are keywords related to supplements, um, you know, any health claims, uh, COVID-related products, um, adult-themed, and... And, and, and so on and so forth. So th there's a fine line of how we vet the, the products mm -hmm. and the keywords. Right. So, okay. So you're saying top, 
top 10 to 20 percent in the in in your subcategory um something something to to that uh effect and um and you're saying in supplements um there there are no editorial recommendations I mean, there may be some grandfathered in, but we know that when we attempted to moderate um, supplement-related content, it mm-hmm. was all rejected. And so mm-hmm. even if you know somehow we're able to get a editorial through the cracks, um, most likely that content will be taken down. Got it. And, and do you think that's because of a certain level of liability that you know, Amazon doesn't want to be recommending those kind of products like. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think that, so we started noticing this um, starting around March at the inception of the, the peak uh, COVID time period. So I would say that, yeah, to your point, probably because of the liabilities um, and, and just across the board, we're, we're most likely Amazon is, is implementing a, um, machine learning algorithm across the board and, and figuring out which categories that they would not like to render editorials against. Got it. Now, what if, um, what if let's say I am the number one category leader mm-hmm. and, you know, right now, uh, right now I'm there, I'm in the yeah. top spot. I have, yeah. you know, I'm in a, I'm in a category. I have 30,000 reviews. I'm, I'm number one uh in the niche and i'm there i mean do you think there will come and i'm not using sort of a, a company right the the publisher probably wants that pick there because it helps drive the sales um do you think there will come a time where where players like that need to sort of also in a, in a sense vie for some of those spots or, or use uh use a company like yours to kind of help get those placements oh absolutely um we actually yeah. do have clients who are in not not just the top 10%, but top 10 of a given category. Mm-hmm. Um, and because of how competitive it is to sell on Amazon now, uh, mm-hmm. even even the uh, best sellers, I mean, they're not safe with their bestseller ranking and, and sales velocity and how they're ranking organically um, across users. So this is another, just another uh, niche vertical, marketing vertical mm-hmm. that they can add so that they um, they can kind of defend their content and brand moats on Amazon. Yeah, makes sense. So let's talk a little bit about you know what um, how does it work? You know, um, if you'll share a little bit in terms of um, fees. So um, you you're you're seeing the data, the sales data um, as far as attribution. So are you paying per sale, like uh, or? Um, how, how does it work in terms of what a what a what a brand would pay pay a company like yours to help get those placements? Yeah, we we have a um, a two we have two types of fees. One is for the first month if we're successful at pitching um, the products and and the content does go live, there is a initial curation fee, and then mm-hmm. um, and we only invoice our clients. Uh, once we provide them the the live link to the mm-hmm. editorial piece, and then the second month on, it's a GMV rev share, and that's direct attribution sales from that editorial piece. And further, further, it's based off of last click attribution and a twenty four hour cookie. So any anything outside those parameters, if the if the consumer 
is coming to the Amazon platform, reads the editorial, clicks on the um, the ASIN or the product, and you know they go back out and and pay, click on the sponsored ad or video ad or a or a organically rendering um, mm -hmm. ASIN, then that that will not be attributed to that sale, but categorized um, accordingly. Got it. So so. Um... Even within uh, right, so within the twenty four hours, if they go out and they click another, another, you know, uh, sort of listing for that product somewhere else, there it's not attributed to you. And then outside of twenty four hours, it's uh, also not attributed. Even if they don't click on anything else per se, or they added it to the card and didn't purchase or whatever. Correct. Um, got it. So, so what you're saying is that you'll you'll end up, you know in all likelihood you'll end up getting sales that you're not paying a fee on them because of, you know, it's a, it's only a 24 hour sort of attribution period. Correct. And, and a lot of our clients, even, even our bear case clients, even if they don't see a ton of lifts from the editorials in the, in the initial months that the editorial goes live, they will see the correlated um, sales increases from the PPC and organic conversions. And that's mm -hmm. that's the feedback we're getting. Got it. So yeah, so people are definitely, you know, seeing the recommendation, and then they may be coming back to buy the product. Correct. Um, late, later on, um, have you have you seen a um, an increase? Like, is Amazon adding more and more keywords? Because right now it's not across. Right, the editorial recommendations seem to be more on higher search volume keywords, and that maybe has also to do with the fact that publishers. Kind of that's kind of where they want to focus, right? Because that's what's going to get them paid um, when people are checking those out. Are you seeing, you know, sort of more and more keywords and like ultimately longer tail keywords and and sort of moving that the majority of the keywords on Amazon will have, um, you know, will have these placements? Yes, for sure. Um, yeah, as I mentioned. Earlier, I think Amazon search will be emulating, um, you know, Google search, but everything retail on Amazon, right? So, you know, as 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 we're noticing what's going on with Amazon search, we're seeing that um, for the short tail keywords that consumers enter, the the auto list that gets populated on the Amazon search bar is, is getting longer and longer, mm -hmm. and for the publishers, that's a um, target for how they're going to launch additional content. Um, mm -hmm. And then on Amazon specifically, then the uh, publisher modes will continue to expand accordingly. Right, yep. And yeah, and, and sort of, you know, um, yeah, I'm, I'm looking at, at you know, key, keywords across this and yeah, I'm seeing more, more and more keywords have the editorial recommendations um, and that even on, you know, even on, sort of similar keywords but you know some changes you have different different uh different products that are chosen uh likely because it's different publishers etc that are um that are publishing across across those uh those keywords um sure. so um and so the you know somebody that wants to go in and kind of be Okay, let me, you know, I have a product that fits this mold, you know, what's, what's typical in terms of how they approach it? Are they saying, hey, you know, let's go, let's try to go for this one highest volume keyword, or let's target 10, you know, 10 or 20 keywords, like, hmm. how do, how do people approach this, um, you know, in terms of trying to, 
you know, capitalize on this and like what what's possible in terms of like how many keywords can I can I get into and do you help with the analysis of like okay here are the top you know 20 keywords and that have editorial recommendations and we're gonna we're gonna go target those yeah as far as keyword targeting um normally we start off with understanding uh where the asin sits in sales velocity and how the current strategy is on targeting keywords for their sponsored ads or any type of sponsored um, campaigns and based on you know the impressions, the CTR, um, some of the sales data, we try to triage against uh, what is working because at the end of the day, how this editorial will help the seller is on how um, the content renders on the first search page. So we want to make sure we maximize the real estate for that search page for the given ASIN or the brand. Mm-hmm. So if if it's if the ASIN is a strong ASIN and, and is rendering organically on a short tail keyword and the seller is running sponsored ads um, pretty aggressively uh, and they want even further real estate dominance, then they'll leverage the editorials to render as well. So uh, within the first third or half of the page, you know, the ASIN will be shown multiple times and, and, and in terms of mm-hmm. revenue, that'll that'll yield a higher, much higher conversion um, than the product only showing once or twice. Right, because somebody is seeing it in multiple places, and they're going to be more likely to 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 buy. Right. So, in an ideal situation, you you have you know you have the sponsored brand on, on top, you have a sponsored ad at the top, you have an organic position, editorial recommendations, you have a video ad, and you're taking up uh, a higher percentage or share of voice right of on that particular keyword and you know i imagine uh, do, do you see a correlation between organic ranking um and sales that are coming through the editorial recommendation so you know um i'm uh, i'm targeting vitamin c serum mm-hmm. and i'm on page two and i've been on editorial recommendations for a month and it's driving a lot of sales do you, do you see sort of a correlation that it's affecting organic ranking yeah, absolutely. Um, not only is there a um, correlation on direct sales driven, but also the sales velocity um, will impact the BSR and the organic ranking on the search pages um, as well. Got it. Okay, excellent. Um, great. I think this is um, really, uh, really useful, uh, you know, information for for sellers that are, you know, really trying or want to get into those editorial recommendations that are taking up, you know, a lot of placements um, and the ability, I think, to see what the actual sort of sales attribution behind it, I think, is really key. Um, what are some what are the best ways for people to get in touch, get in touch and start working with you on, you know, and getting uh, getting these placements? Yeah, we we have a website, hbwcommerce.com. And mm-hmm. from there, we also have our blogs. Uh, we definitely want to engage with the sellers, make sure that the sellers understand that this isn't just for product launches, but this is an accelerant mm-hmm. to accelerate the marketing flywheel. Um, so we have a lot of content that we're circulating. Um, but if, if they want to, if they're ready and, and, and want to start on this um, soon, then I would recommend contacting us either on support at hbwcommerce.com or to me directly at daniel 
at hbwcommerce.com. Great. And, and, you know, you bring up a good point as far as like product launches. I mean, this really isn't designed for a product launch. I mean, is there a particular, do you think like a minimum review count that you think you might need to have, or is it really niche dependent? Because most of what I see in the editorial recommendations, like, you know, a thousand plus reviews, mm-hmm. um, you know, maybe at least on high volume keywords. I mean, is there a particular, you know, if I'm going to qualify the type of product that this is good for, um, I know you said top 10, 20 BSR, but if I, if I launch a new product and I make a crazy push and you know, I can be in that top 10 to 20 BSR, but maybe I only have 50 reviews. Um, yeah, that's, that's know. a great question. We, we get that question a lot, actually, um, for new product launches, specifically in very niche categories, we've seen the most successful sellers, um, attacking the long tail keywords. And if, if the products are rendering on the first search page on the long tail keywords, and also the um, other products on that page have relatively similar reviews, Review. mm-hmm. then I would say, yeah, we may be able to help them. Uh, and then the process from there is that we've helped, we've, we've helped brands and products where, you know, we would launch campaigns on the long tail keywords and then slowly with higher um, BSR and sales velocity, we would start going upstream on um, the mid-tail keywords. Got it. Okay, yeah. So you'd want to start with long tail and really it's a matter of how many how many reviews do the other people have on the page where it kind of makes sense to feature your product as opposed to another product. Correct. Got it. Um, okay, excellent. Uh, Daniel, thank you so much for, uh, for coming on. I think this is uh, really uh, helpful and... Um, I appreciate uh, you taking the time. No, thank you, Laron. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, if you haven't joined the e-commerce mindset Facebook group, uh, we're doing uh, upcoming Facebook Live uh, in the group with uh, PicFu um, happening uh, actually tomorrow. So if you're listening to this uh, sometime after the episode has come out, it already happened. But the Facebook Lives are saved uh, in the group. Uh, the link to join the Facebook group is in the show notes. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll see you on the next episode of the podcast.